Episode 6, The Sorcerer's Shop. In Episode 5, Which Witch, I left off with Nancy, Michelle, Marsha, Nathan, and a few other people were going to gyms to meditate and do yoga. They started coming to school every day, dressed in white robes and sandals, sometimes with even turbans on. Michelle, Nancy, and Marsha kept trying to convince me to join the group, telling me how wonderful it was, all about love, bonding, yoga, and meditation. But there were rumors going around at school that they were killing chickens because they were using the blood for rituals and spells. Really, it looked like a cult to me, which creeped me out a little bit. It seemed like they were becoming brainwashed and they were losing their individuality. So I passed over and over again. They eventually started to live together and they became a cultish commune. And then they all moved to Hawaii with Jim Baker, who was my friend Bo and Bart's father, the one that had the restaurant by the name of The Source on Sunset Boulevard, where I ran away to. They all moved to Hawaii and lived there for about five years until one day Jim, the leader of the group, went parasailing off a cliff and ended up crashing and dying. That was the end of the cult, and Bo and Bart lost their father. I'm sharing all this with you because the whole white-robed commune cult thing didn't appeal to me. I was about 14, still in middle school, when I discovered my local sorcerer shop, which happened to be about a mile away from my home on Santa Monica Boulevard. I vaguely remember, I think I heard about it by word of mouth, that's how I discovered the shop. Well, when I first walked into the shop, I recognized the girl who was working behind the counter. She was a classmate of mine. Her name was Marla. She was a beautiful girl, light brown hair, bluish green eyes, good figure, full lips, nice smile. Her sister was an international model, and her father played the trumpet in a band on the Johnny Carson show. She lived with her family in a home up in the hills. It seemed like a charmed life, yet Marla ended up getting pregnant at age 14 and was pregnant while she was working at the sorcerer's shop and then gave the baby up for adoption. Once again, when Marla was 16, she became pregnant and ended up giving that baby up for adoption also. I started to frequent my local sorcerer shop. The front of the place was small and narrow, so you could miss it driving by. They had a pet owl hanging in a cage in the front of the shop. I'd buy books on metaphysical things, candles, incense, talismans, things like that. I even bought my tarot card 
deck there, the Thoth deck, created by the notorious Aleister Crowley. The deck was beautifully done. It has an Egyptian theme, and I still have the deck to this day. The pet owl belonged to Babette, who owned the place. She had a partner of sorts. His name was Dennis. He had a small stake in the business. Babette was your classic witch, long black hair, hourglass figure. She lived in a duplex around the corner of the shop. Dennis was tall and lanky with light brown hair and blue eyes. He had big eye teeth and wore glasses and was somewhat nerdy. In the front of the shop, they had a long display case, and they had shelves with all kinds of books related to the occult and spiritualism. In the display case, there were talismans for protections, different stones, roots, different types of incense. They sold candles and different shapes and colors, all kinds of interesting things. Across the street from the sorcerer's shop, there was a submarine sandwich place that looked like a yellow submarine, and the name of it just happened to be the Yellow Submarine. A beautiful red-headed woman in her 40s owned the shop and made the sandwiches. I would go there almost every day. I was a vegetarian at the time, and she made killer avocado subs. Going back to the sorcerer's shop, I was describing the front of the shop, but on the other side of the shop, there was another door with a curtain over it. I used to wonder what was behind the door, and then one day I found out. I went behind the door with the curtain one day with Dennis, the part owner, and it was a hallway turned into an office for Babette. It was a small space with a desk and a fancy upholstered chair, but on the other side of the makeshift office, there was another door with a curtain. I definitely wondered what was behind that curtain also. I loved frequenting the sorcerer's shop, and then one day, Dennis invited me to go behind the second door with the curtain to the back of the shop. And what I first noticed was a big, almost empty room with a black floor and a big white circle painted on the floor. And in the middle of the circle, there was a five-pointed star or a pentagram painted in white. Dennis explained to me that they had a coven that met there a few times a week. A coven consists of 13 people. This one had 12 female witches and Dennis, the warlock, who made the 13th person. Dennis was the high priest, and one female was elected to be the high priestess of the coven. Dennis invited me to come to the inner circle or the coven the next time they met, which I made a point to attend. I went to the sorcerer's shop, and we were in the back room with the circle and the pentagram. I noticed there was an altar with a goat's head skeleton with horns, 
and incense and candles were burning. I was handed a black cape, like robe to put on. All 13 people in the circle were wearing the black robes. That was the beginning of me joining the inner circle or the coven of the sorcerer's shop.